just what Nancy summarized or my wife summarized when we began looking at inheritance, really uh, Ephesians, really Ephesians, the book we could think of is also the book is declaring what is the spiritual inheritance we have through what? Through the death of Jesus Christ, okay? How many of us want to be blessed? I think we all do, okay? But here we're going to see, and this is a general uh, part, okay? From verses 3 onwards, let me ask you guys a question. Uh, in your version, uh, a sentence, how do you know a sentence end? There's a what? Period, okay? From verses 3 onward, we know uh, verses 1 to 2, you know, uh, 2 it ends with a sentence. In verses 3, where does your period end? Where does the end of the sentence here? Okay? End the end. All the way to where? Where does it end? Okay? Uh, my version ends at verses 14, okay? Okay, so if you are in an English class, okay? English class, they tell you to write really, really long sentences. Oh, yeah. Well, you shouldn't, right? A shorter sentence, the better, Okay? I have this problem. One of the problems I have really bad grammar in seminary is I often write really, really long sentences to the point it's like, you know, I remember the first was uh, by halfway is like, we don't know what you're talking, like it's already so convoluted. I know also as well when I go overseas, right? Like Ben could say, one of the things they say is like, your sentence is so long. When you have the translate another language, we're like, what is, we, we all lost, okay? But, okay, uh, I have precedence and I know it's biblical because who does it, okay? Paul does it, okay? Paul is a really long run-on sentence, okay? In seminary, when we were diagramming this, it was like, what is the main point of all this, okay? So to bless, so just sort of want to lose the big picture perspective, verses 3 is really a, a summary statement, okay? This is a very long sentence, okay? In Greek, there's 202 words in this sentence, okay? 202 words in this sentence. And I think the reason why it's so long is this. How many of us, when we pray, when we're excited about something, you say a lot of words, yeah, we say we, we praise God. We go through a lot of words, right? Uh, how many of you guys, when we listen to people's prayer, people sometimes when they're excited, it could be like uh, I like how Wendy prays, right? You, whenever she prays, what does she call God? She doesn't say God. What does she always say? Graciously, heavenly what? Father. Okay, and it's graciously heavenly Father. Graciously heavenly Father, right? Okay, and sometimes it's like really long reading because we're excited. Okay, so when you look at this, okay, this is not the only time Paul has a long sentence. Okay. Paul, in fact, if you look at this book, he has eight very long sentences. Three of them is actually prayer and praise, okay? It's in the context, we're so excited, right? You're, you're speaking very quickly, excitedly, with many words, right? Okay, you're packing all those words in, okay? Um, uh, with that, you know, your words has so much words, okay? There's no diet in your word, okay? You're just cramming it all out as much as possible, okay? You're machine gunning this, okay? I could imagine when Paul speaks this, he's probably speaking very excitedly. And saying, hey, this is the goodness of God, okay? But just so that we don't lose the big picture, because uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to go very slowly Ephesians, okay? Uh, next week, we'll only look at verses 4 to 6. We're going to see the work of God saving us involves the Trinity. The work of the Father is in verses 4 to 6. Then the work of the Spirit and the work of the Son, okay? Or the, or the Son and also the Spirit, okay? We're going to see the work of each one. That in saving us, is actually each member of the Trinity. And if you guys were there in the retreat, we cover how the Trinity actually has implication for our living. Because we see everything three-dimensionally through the lens of the world that God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit make everything. I think some of us are practical uh, Unitarians. We only think of God as one. He is one. But yet He revealed Himself in what? Three beings, okay? So we're going to see that. But at the same time, we don't want to lose focus, okay? So what we're doing today is almost like, a, you guys ever go on Wikipedia? When you look up a word, right? The very first part is a what? Summarizing paragraph. 
then you could click in all the other detail, okay? So today is the whole purpose of all this is we're saying we want to really bless God because He's blessed us, okay? So in the next few weeks as we look at it, we're not just saying, oh, just details of all this. What's the whole detail? What's the big picture? Is to say, hey, all of this should make us what? Joyful. Should make us bless God, okay? If you look here in this, uh, with this part, again, it's really in the Greek, it's one really long sentence, 202 words, okay? I don't know anyone that's ever written... Um, I don't know what the longest sentence in the world is. Mm. Um, but you guys ever hear what's the shortest sentence in the world? Um, Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, there was one time uh, these b- bunch of English lit guys came together, or authors, said, well, let's make the shortest, uh, the shortest short story in the world. And F. Scott Fitzgerald said, oh, you know, I could make it. So, you know, you know F. Scott Fitzgerald, he, he's the guy who wrote, what, Great Gatsby and all those things. And he wrote a, a story, a short story in six sentences. And he said he could tell the most moving short stories, okay? And his, oh man, let me do this. I'm doing out of this memory. And the first one was uh, uh, for sale. The first two words. Like when you think for sale, it's like, oh, an ad or whatever. And then the second one was baby shoe. You're like, oh, picture what babies. It's pretty cute. Uh, then you think, why is that on sale? That must mean there must be a baby. But why is that baby shoe on sale? I forgot what it was the last two, okay? But here's the longest sentence, okay? Here's the longest sentence, okay? Here we see uh, the command is blessed be, okay? Blessed be, okay? There's a lot of word blessed here, okay? But each one of them is actually a little bit shade of meaning is different. When it says here the word blessed be, we're actually blessing God here, Okay? Blessed God. The more, in this specific term, by the way, when you look at these verbs, uh, uh, the words here, blessed, there's actually a different shade of meaning of each word. Okay, there's a little bit difference. This one is an adjective. And when you look at this word blessed here, now we often would say God, we want God to bless us. Right? When, for instance, when someone sneezes, what do we say? Bless you. Okay, or God bless you. Okay. But this word is not the one that we use to bless other people. This word is only used, is only used to refer to blessing to God, where God is the one that received the blessing. Okay. So this word here, when it says, blessed be the God, this word is a very specific term that's only referring to blessing, okay? In, in fact, in the Greek, this is where we get the word eulogy from, okay? in uh, all of this here we, is the idea that we're blessed God, okay? And we see actually from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, God is someone we should bless, yes? Okay? This is not just only something Paul teaches, but from the beginning and then again, uh, in looking at this, we're going to see the command, Okay? The command to bless, okay? We're going to see from beginning, even from Melchizedek blessing God in the book of Genesis, and all the way to Revelation, when the end times, the saints in 513, they bless God in heaven, okay? So in light of this, we're going to look at the bless here, but the term bless is more idea of praising God, okay? The idea of this opening part is to praise God. And if you're taking notes, today we're going to have four points of praise, okay? How many points? Four. Four points of praise, okay? If you're taking notes... These are the four points. Praise the blesser is point number one. Praise the blesser is point number one. Praise the blesser. Yeah, praise the blesser. If you're taking notes, okay. Praise the blesser. Huh? Yeah, we'll explain. We'll unpack that in a bit, okay? Point number one, just taking notes just so you guys kind of have like, uh, I don't know, like things to hang on on your coat. Well, each four points, okay? Point number one, bless the, uh, praise the blesser, who is God himself. Point number two, praise God for the blessing. Praise God for the blessing. We're going to talk, what is this blessing? Okay, point two. Praise God for the blessing. Praise number three is praise God for the blessing location. Okay? Praise God for the blessing location. Again, each of these points we're going to unpack in this verse. Okay? 
Praise God for the blessing location. And number four is praise God for what? The blessing agent, okay? Praise God for the blessing agent, okay? Uh, I think if you look, you might be like, why are we just only looking at one verse? I think, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen pictures or a documentary. Sometimes you'll see, docu- at least for me, when looking at a documentary of gold, it's pretty fascinating. You look at that rock, and you're like thinking, huh, okay, it's a rock. What's so special? Then they start getting it, like all the other debris out, and then you discover, oh, there's something precious. Or a, a diamond is a good example. You're like, oh, thinking, oh, it just looks like an ordinary rock you can find at Eden Canyon or anywhere else, right? And then when they finally purify, clean, cleanse out everything, you're like, whoa, this is very precious. And looking at this one verse, I think also as well, at first you're like, okay, it's just a greeting, a blessing. But there's a lot, I think, that's going on. So with this, let's look at point number one, okay? Point number one is we must praise the blesser, okay? Point number one, we must praise the blesser, okay? Point number one, praise the blesser. If you look at the beginning of verses three, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you guys see the word here, the God and Father? Now, in English, the word and could be kind of what? Not that clear. But I think in the Greek, it's very clear who this person is talking about. Okay? It's not as if God and the Father is separate. But it's actually in the Greek, the way the construct is, is what is called Granville Sharp Rule. I'm, I'm trying to say the main point here is to say, God and Father is one person. Okay? God and Father is one person. Okay? Maybe the analogy I could give is when, for instance, when we say um, believers and saints. Okay, is saints different than believers? It's like what we saw in Ephesians one earlier, verses two, right? To the saints who are in Ephesus, are they in Ephesus two different things? No, it's just two description of the same person. Okay, so here you see, uh, verses three is going to focusing on God. In fact, God the Father is going to be the focus even up to verses four to six, and then later on with each member of the Trinity. But here, this is talking about the same person. Okay, and why should we should bless God? Is we should bless God uh, because of who He is. Okay. Because of who he is. He's the one that has what? Blessed us, okay? He has, yeah, okay? Notice also as well, and it says here, in talking about God the Father, he's the one, why we praise him is because he is the one of supreme worth. He's the one of supreme goodness, okay? He's the one of supreme goodness, and this is why we must bless him, okay? And but also because everything good comes from who? Comes from God, is why we bless him, okay? Put your pinky or thumb here in Ephesians or bookmark. And turn with me to uh, James chapter 1, verse 17. James chapter 1, verse 17. When we turn over there, uh, Josh, in big boy voice, could you read James chapter 1, verse 17? Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. Yeah. Thank you. Every good thing comes from who? God. Who is the source of all goodness? Okay. All source of goodness ultimately derive itself from God. Okay. And this is one of the reasons why we should bless God because what of the fact that He has done all these things for us. Okay. All these things for us. And by the way, even our situation in life, sometimes we go through trials and difficulties. But God actually says that still, if you trust in Him, if you love Him, that's also still for His good. Turn with me real quick to Romans 8, 28, okay? So if you're in James, you're going to be moving towards the uh, direction to the left, okay? If you pass, if you have your bookmark in Ephesians, it's going to be uh, moving left. It's going to be Galatians, 
The next book is 2 Corinthians. Next one is 1 Corinthians. And the next one after that is Romans. Okay? Romans 8, chapter 8, verses 28. Romans 8, 28 says this. And we know that God caused all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. That means everything that we go through, there's a good purpose through that, okay? There's a good purpose. He's causing something for our good. And Romans 8.29 clarifies actually to make us more like Christ, okay? To make us more like Christ, okay? So here, Romans 8.28 makes it very clear that God works all those good for those who believe in Him, who trust in Him. This is good reason for why we need to what? Uh, bless Him, okay? Let's turn back to Ephesians chapter 1. When it says here, blessed be the God, right? He goes on and says, He is also the blesser, okay? He is also the blesser. Notice here in verses, in verses 3 again, it was, He described the Father a little bit more detailed. Not only is He God, but He's also of our Lord, what? Jesus Christ, okay? That's the other reason why we should bless God, is because the Father... The Father is the one who sent. As we, if you guys were at the end retreat, we saw many verses. It's the Father who came up with the plan to save all of humanity, even before time, even before the creation of the world. And one of the ways we're blessed is that Him sending His Son, Jesus Christ. Okay? As it says, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? In the Greek grammar here is of relations. Right? It's one of the blessings. Why we bless Him is also because of the Son. As we unpack later on, more details. Okay? You guys ever look at your phone? Nowadays with people's phones, right? You have to take a picture. And what do you do? What happens when you push your hand like this and like push it outward? What happens? You take a picture and also you look and see more what? Details, okay? I remember when Rebecca was very little, right? She would see my phone and she'll see me do this. Then when she has a book, every time she sees a picture, she'll touch this and try to expand. Take a look at it. And keeps on doing it, right? Because why? She's so used to... Uh, with that, right? In fact, my daughter actually asked one time, uh, in one of the times of the pictures, was like, how come we don't, we, it's only drawing of George Washington. How come they didn't use their phone to take a picture? They're like, well, uh, the idea of picture phone was maybe, what, 15, 20 years ago. And they were like, oh, that's not that long ago, right? It's like, whoa, okay, that's good. Because for me, when I was little, 15, 20 years ago seems like a long time, okay? So all that is to say, going back on here, okay, when we see the more details, it's going to be, again, this is the general picture, and then later on, in Ephesians 1, it's going to be zooming in and seeing the bigger picture of how He has blessed us but, uh, uh, through Jesus Christ. But at least one point remains, or our first point, is praise the blesser, is this. In all the blessing we have, we should definitely, as application, praise God more than even the blessing, okay? We need to praise what more than even the blessing? The source of blessing, God, okay? As an application question, when was the last time you're just thankful more for the giver than even the gift, okay? Now, praising God for the gift is important, which is going to be point number two, okay? But when was the last time you actually were more all in awe and thankful for God Himself, the giver of all things, more than even just the gift, okay? More than even just the gift. We must bless God and praise God, okay? We must bless God and praise God, okay? If I just draw an analogy, a long time ago when I was very young, before I had any children, I went to one of my friend's um, baby, uh, or his son's birthday, okay? His, uh, his son was like three years old or four years old. And I got him back then, it was like, back then there used to be like a, it was a trend. They had something called leapfrog. Do you guys kind of remember that? It was like every kid wanted like a, a software of learning. 
Now, I had a truth to be told was Marine Toys for Tots, they had extra, they're like, okay, you could, for all your volunteer, here, you could give to somebody, okay? And it was like, I had like the games, right? Three games and then the actual software. And I remember going to this little boy, uh, who shall be nameless, okay? And I gave him first the smallest thing, first the biggest. I gave him the small one, he was all excited, yay! He opens it up, and afterward he's like, oh. Then he just what? Puts it down, and he's like, ah, I want more. I was like, oh, okay. Fortunately, you know, Uncle Jimmy is, has more. Don't worry. Fear no evil. Mm. Uncle Jimmy has a second one. Opens it. Yay. And then he goes, what? Ah, wow. Okay. I was like, okay, don't worry. I have a third game, you know, with that. And he gives it. And he's like, ah, wow. Afterward, same pattern. The fourth one, like, okay, the ultimate prize, the biggest one, right? Gives it and everything else where it works, plug in it. Yay. And then what? Rah. And then I realized you have... Any more to give after the fourth item, okay? But you realize sometimes we could be like that? Where we miss that. We could be counting everything else. We want more, 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 more things, more stuff. But we miss the giver. We miss the giver. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters, we should count our blessing. Everything we should count. Every good thing we saw from James chapter 1. Versus every single thing, the fact that we're alive. That we have four limbs. That, that all of this, okay, our health, our general health, well-being, we should thank God for that. We should, but never forget to also bless what? The blesser, okay? So point number one, we should praise the blesser. Have you ever thought about this? When it says we should bless the blesser, when God blesses us and when we bless God, did you guys realize there's also a difference? There's a disjunction in the sense that how he blessed us is actually very different than how we bless him. You guys realize that? The primary emphasis on the Greek word for bless is praising Him. Okay? I want to say this because sometimes we can say, like, man, why does God want our praise? And, you know, is he, is he controlling? Is he, what is He? Is He like, is there something wrong with Him? Like, all of that. But think about it for a moment. Take a step back. When He blesses us, is it the same equivalent worth as when we bless Him? He wants primarily blessing from us is praise. Because why? He's all sufficient. True or not? Psalms, uh, there's Psalms that says, what, a thousand hills and a cattle, all of them belongs to who? Him. Everything belongs to Him. And yet with Him, even whatever we give, already it already belongs to Him. It's just stewardship. You're, you're giving back to Him. His primary way, in, especially in the New Testament, the way we primarily bless Him, we don't even have animal sacrifices like the Old Testament times anymore, okay? We don't offer Him steak like, like, you know, Old Testament time, okay? But here the primary blessing is we speak words of blessing, and yet when He blesses us, He doesn't just give us words, right? Oh, peace be with you. May you be warm. May you be filled. What does He do? He gives us everything physically, right? Spiritually, mentally, all kinds of things, okay? So the blessing that He gives us is very different than what the blessing we give Him. How then will we not just say, hey, giving Him the words, the genuine words of praise, is already different. Okay, I want to emphasize that really clearly, just in case we think the idea is somehow works righteousness, that we bless Him and somehow we, we have some kind of merit. When you really think about it, there is a difference. When we bless Him, its emphasis is on praising Him, words of thanksgiving. But when He blesses us, He's not just giving words. He's also action is the focus, right? So why would we not thank the giver? Okay, why would we not thank the giver? That's point number one. Praise the blesser. Point uh, number two is praise God for the blessing. Okay, praise God for the blessing. If you look onwards after it says, it says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
The second clause says, Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Do you guys see that? Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. I think this clause here in this verse is, is, is the point uh, of our second point, which is we must praise God for the blessing. And what is this blessing that's spelled out? Is uh, I know when James says every good thing is from him. But now it's going to get more specific. It's almost like the picture on your phone. You're zooming in now. And now specifically what it says is with every spiritual blessing. Okay? In looking at this word, this word is a little bit different in the shade of meaning. Okay? Uh, it, with the first word, bless. Remember, the first word is more verbal, adjectival. It's only re- referencing to God every time it's used. But now this one is different. This word, you could use that to bless human beings or God. Literally, in the Greek, this word blessed here is speak well, okay? Speak well. Uh, speak well. It's used 297 times in the Greek translation of the Old Testament for the idea of, of, of you know, of speaking well and also doing things in the Old Testament. When God often uh, used this verb, He's also providing benefits for His people, okay? You kind of see this. Uh, you kind of see this usage, okay? Put your pinky or thumb in Ephesians. And then turn with me to Galatians 3.9, okay? The previous book before, Ephesians, Galatians 3.9. It says, So then, those who are blessed uh, of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer, okay? Uh, Galatians 3.9, okay? So, and you see, even in the context, this is talking about God has provided salvation. He's provided us a way to go to heaven. It's not just word of commendation, okay? I'm not saying, pat you on the back and say, good job. This is in the context of talking about salvation also as well, okay? So if you could turn back with me to Ephesians uh, 3. Our second point, as we said, is praise God for the blessing. Now it reveal what the sp- uh, blessing is. It says, quote, every spiritual blessing. Say this after me. Every, every spiritual, spiritual blessing. blessing. Okay. Now it's emphasized not the material not just the physical uh, blessing. It's not just name and fame, right? But it's actually spiritual that we are blessed with, okay? The word here for spiritual, I think uh, our English word could be broad. Sometimes we say spiritual in contrast to material or physical. I think the word here is more ideal of things coming from the spirit. It's not saying material blessing is the opposite of that. It's more of emphasizing things that come from the Holy Spirit, Okay? The Holy Spirit. And what is it that He's offered us? Of course, later on it's going to reveal that He draws us. He convicts us, right? Mm. He's going to seal us the Holy Spirit. That if you're a true believer, He's owned you. And He will help you. He will allow you to persevere through trials and tribulations. It's going to be more unpacked in Ephesians. But here it's actually saying specifically, it's coming from the Holy Spirit. Things that involve our salvation and our walk with God. Okay? Notice before the word spiritual in your version, what does it say? Does y'all your version have an adjective before spiritual blessing? Every. Every, okay? Every spiritual blessing. This actually emphasizes quantity, okay? Quantity. Every spiritual blessing. You know what blows my mind away? Is I think oftentimes we want more blessing from God, more, 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 right? Everyone's written. But this verse says we're already blessed with everything. Spiritual, okay. Spiritually, we always provide. Uh, he's already given us everything, okay. Put your pinky or thumb and turn with me to Second Peter one three. Second Peter one three. 
Second Peter chapter one verse three. Okay. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Okay. Here we see in verses three, right? Uh, here we see also Peter, the other apostle, also says what? That God has actually given us everything spiritually to be able to live out the Christian life. Second okay. Peter. Yeah, Second Peter, chapter one, verse three. Okay. Yeah. Peter says, let me read this again. Seeing that his divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. There's good news and bad news with this. The good news is this, when, when we struggle with something spiritually, God has given us a, a way to be able to what? To deal with our sin, to fight that sin, to say no to sin and say yes to God in Christ and godliness. But the bad news is this, or semi-bad news, is what we are responsible. Every time we sin, it is our responsibility. We were not, we were, we were negligent, okay? There's a dereliction of duty, of going to God for the grace. But I want to emphasize this, the way we fight sin is actually looking at what God has done for us. Okay? God has given us every spiritual resources to be able to what? To fight sin. Okay? So God has blessed us with spiritual things. About a year ago, I heard of a story of these, um, uh, of these women that were actually trying to sail, I think the Pacific or something like that. And then their ship... Or their little boat they thought wasn't working. So they were wandering all this time. And then the Coast Guard finally found them. And when the Coast Guard finally found them, they were thinking, oh, you know, mechanical error, right? Malfunction. They think all these things happen. They discovered the ship was perfectly okay. Okay? Everything was perfectly okay to be able to run. Run that. You know? I think we, you know, that news became, you know, it was like in Yahoo odd news kind of thing. Can I submit, this is also the same thing with us. Sometimes we're trying to find, oh, maybe we're missing a part. Why does everyone else's uh, boat works? When everything is already there, provided for us to be able, you know, the emergency system was also even working, but they didn't even use it, okay? They were thinking everything does not work. And we would say at that point, is not something wrong with the ship. There's something wrong with the individual. They have everything to be able to get help. They'll be able to, the, the ship could properly work but is negligent uh, with that. If I could say the same thing with us, God has given us the spiritual resource, okay? He didn't just give us a book, the Bible, the instruction. He also has given us the Holy Spirit to live in us, okay? To be able, as it says, spiritual blessing, referring to the Holy Spirit, to be able to live in us to work. You know, I know I use this analogy all the time. I'm not a very handyman, okay? You look at my hands, my hands are probably too soft to be a handyman, right? <laughs> okay? Um, but, you know, sometimes I'm trying to do things in the house, right? But I love it when Mr. Burton comes over. Because now there's also not just an instruction, right? It's one thing to look at YouTube and say, oh, okay, go back and, uh, uh, right? But somewhere else, hey, there's someone else kind of, what, could do it. like, oh, here, I'll show you. Oh, no, here, do it again. It's like, okay, oh, okay, right? That's an example. God has given us the member of the Trinity, God himself, the Spirit, to be able to help us. He's blessed us with spiritual blessing, okay? Do you, so as application, do you know... That God is also spiritually bless you. Are you aware of that? That God is what? Spiritually bless you. God is spiritually bless you also as well. Okay? To be able to help 
and, and to bless you in every way. So John MacArthur says is one of those rare times I quote another preacher, usually I summarize. He says, the believer's need, therefore, is not receive something more, but to do something more with what he already has. I love how he says that. He's already given us all that, and now it's applying what he has already what? given us. Okay? What he's already given us. Okay? With that. Uh, with that. So let's go. Uh, if point number one, we praise God for the blesser, we also praise God for the resources he's already given us. Okay? And this is why we read the Bible. Okay? Look, look right here. This book here is God's love, love letter to us. The way we get the spiritual blessing that He's already have is actually reading God's Word. This is why, I think the analogy is almost as this. Let's just say you have a lamb and you know there's gold. You already have the gold. Now it's just getting it out from that. Okay, also as well. One of the books I was reading uh, at the end of last year was about one Native American tribe. Okay, um, they were persecuted by America in the sense that, you know, it's kind of bad, you know, we kind of took their land. So they move them all the time, and they finally put them in a really bad land where you can't really do much agriculture, rocky land in Oklahoma. And they start digging, and one day someone's just digging, all of these black things start spilling out, and they discover it is what? Oil, okay? Then overnight they became, actually, yeah, they became, <laughs> overnight, uh, some of these Native Americans actually had white servants, okay? That's what happened in the 1920s, okay? Uh, so that was pretty fascinating, okay? It, but yet, it was the land that they had is already what? What they got, okay? The land that they own is now, now you have to dig out what it is that you've already been given. May I say this, okay? God has given us things. Do not think, therefore, it's laziness. But now we dig it up to see what is it? The wonders and the joy, okay, that God has given, okay? Uh, in the same way, may we praise God for the blessing. This is why we read the Bible. I think oftentimes when we read the Bible, we feel guilty. Say, oh, no, Pastor Jimmy might ask, hey, what did you read the scripture, okay? But may it be more than that, okay? Maybe it would be like, read the word of God to see like, whoa, the wonders of joy, okay? Yeah. Could I say this? Uh, I know some of you guys drink coffee. I had my coffee this morning, my first one in probably a year or so, right? Jet black coffee, and I'm super excited, right? Like reading, it's like, man, you know, praise, like, I'm, I want to preach. If I could go on this afternoon when I go preach at Indo Church, I'm ready. I'm on fire already right now. Hopefully, I probably need a second dose, okay? But if I could say, Reading God's Word is very different than anything else in my life. I love literature. I love everything else. But if there's something about reading God's Word. There's sometimes at night I feel like, whoa, this is so amazing, okay? Then I start seeing, uh-oh, four. Maybe just one more hour. Uh-oh, five. I see the sunrise, okay? I'm in trouble now. I need to go to sleep or else I'm in trouble the next day, okay? If I could say, I'm reading the Scripture, the joy. It's not because of all these rules. There are rules. There are things we need to do. But you read it to discover the richness of the gold and the beauty of who God is. And the more you love Him, the more you say, yes, I want to lovingly obey you, even when things are hard. Praise the blesser and praise God for the blessing. And now let's go to the third point. Praise God for the blessing location. Okay? Praise God for the blessing location. This part seems kind of abstract. Do you see point number three? If you see verses three, it goes on. It says, in the heavenly places. Do you guys see that in your version? Okay. So me, a version might say, in the heavenly realm. Okay. In the heavenly realm. Apparently, Paul makes a big deal about this. Because when I first read this, I thought, oh, maybe I don't need that as a point number four. You know, our four point. I could just rule this out and just so it's nicely packed as three. But then I saw that, hey, you know what? When you look at Paul's letter, this is a short letter. There's only six short chapters. But he mentioned it not just once, not just twice, 
but three times. Look with me also as well. Turn with, actually four times, I'm sorry, excuse me, four times. Turn with me to Ephesians 1.20. You scroll down in verses 20. Could I have Josh read that big boy voice while I catch my breath? Yes, Ephesians 1.20. Yeah, this is the second term that the in the at least in the um, in the Greek is the same term that's used. That like Christ is a heavenly realms. Okay, look with me also as well. Turn with me, chapter two, chapter two, verse six, chapter two, verse six. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yeah, there's in some spiritual sense we're rooted in Christ, and therefore when we're in Christ, we're in the heavenly realms also as well. Okay, then for the fourth time, huh? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk, explain the word, what it means with heavenly realms, okay? In a bit. But I just want to show at least the emphasis on that. Chapter 3, verse 10. Let's go to chapter 3, verse... I just want to show at least the multiple instances before we ask, what does it mean, okay? Chapter 3, verses 10. Uh, chapter 3, verses 10, okay? Josh, could you... Yeah, Ephesians still? Chapter 3, verse 10. Church, the manifold wisdom of God. Mm. Yeah. In the heavenly places. Okay. Fourth time it is mentioned. Okay. So we ask the question. This is obviously important. So we ask what does this term mean? Okay. What does this term heavenly places mean? I think this term captures more than heaven. Okay. More than heaven. It refers to anywhere where spiritually God is ruling. That God is ruling. Would the heavenly realm include the church? Yeah, very good, okay? Would it include even your family, your living room? If it's there, you're worshiping God as a family? Yeah, okay, family worship stuff. So here this is more than the idea of what? Uh, of just what? Just one location physically in heaven, okay? If I could give an analogy, this is, I'm not trying to be political, but I think this is a, a good example, okay? Uh, countries' embassies. Countries have, where they go to another country, they have a property where they're, oh, they have the representative government there. The property of embassies, is that considered a property of that country that hosts it? No. Uh, with that? Or, or is it the country that, that, that it's located at? Kind of both, right? Oh, by the way, if you're attacking an embassy, okay, are you just attacking the country that it's located at, or you're attacking the country that, that is the embassy it owns, right? Okay? Um, that's why, I, I don't want to get political with the news, right? That's why when there were certain things going on, right, with Iran and the United States, okay, I don't want to be political, but when, when a whole bunch of people came and stormed the whole thing, America does what? Mm-hmm. They send embassy guards, right? They send the Marines, and now it's replaced by the 82nd because they have more heavy weapons, okay? Uh, all this to say, if I could say, heavenly realm is the same analogy also as well. Yes, the United States is, is here in the continental U.S., but it's the same thing also as well with those embassies that's here for or China and everything else. That's actually what? If you go over there, another country, police, whatever, hey, you break the rule. You can, that's another country's sovereignty. Legally, you're, you're violating their sovereign right. Okay, yeah, of course, they might move the location elsewhere. It's, yes, it's, it's that country where it's located at. But it brings us to the same, when heavenly realm is more than just heaven also as well. So when it says here, it blesses every spiritual blessing. I want to challenge us to say is this. Praise God for the bless, uh, not just only the blessing, but also the blessing location. Can I press this also as well? We should also be thankful to God for what? The church. Okay? The church. Yeah, we need to praise God for the church. 
I know we live in a country that relatively has a lot of what religious freedom. Not perfectly, but a lot more than even some part of the world. And we need to be thankful to God for that. Do you guys know legally in Saudi Arabia, it's illegal to have any church? Okay. Do you guys know legally in uh, Saudi Arabia, when you go to their site of pilgrimage, the place called Mecca, the holiest site for Muslims, you actually cannot even go there as a non-believer. Did you guys know that? You have to, so obviously by that definition, you can't even have any church there, let alone the whole country. Okay? In fact, if you know uh, in your bit of history, in the 1970s, um, there was a very violent... By the way, you know the Bin Laden family? Uh, we often hear the name Bin Laden and we think of, I don't know, terrorists or something, right? But most of the time throughout history, when you hear the name Bin Laden, people think of the Yemenese family, this guy that came, and he built architecture including modernizing, uh, building very nice architecture at Mecca, like uh, where people visit the holy site. All that, if you see the nice marble floor, all of that, that's not like 100 years ago. That was in the 1950s, beginning on, where they modernized it with this Yemenese guy that says, oh, everyone's thinking about oil, but I'm going to build an infrastructure and be, become a rich billionaire, okay? So what happened in the 1970s was there was actually a big terrorist attack. This guy says, I'm the Mahdi. That's like their version of like the guy that brings the end times over, okay? And he decided to say, everyone, I'm the Mahdi. And then there was a big, crazy thing, right? And it killed everyone. All these people, the Saudi military could not. So they had to bring in... French Special Forces. You guys know the story of that? There's a book called Siege of Mecca. And then the French Special Forces, they're all what? French guys, okay? They're not believers. But in order to have the commandos help the Special Forces, you know what they did? They made every one of them become a Muslim temporarily. You know, they have to do the whole, there's only one God and everything else. And, you know, they did the ritual so they could go over there to take over, to beat all these bad guys, and then therefore give it back to the Saudi government, okay? That's how crazy it is. And how could you imagine, how could there be a church be there, right? So in the same way, when it says heavenly realm, I think we need to realize we have blessing and count our blessing that we can have. You realize the church is the embassy of God to the world. If God calls us to be ambassadors, right? Is there verses that say we're ambassadors of Christ? That means the church is the embassy, okay? So when we come to the church, yes, we come to 4047 North Durfee Avenue. You look at these four walls, yeah, they could be painted with all that, but this is actually a heavenly realm. So as application, do you, are you thankful to God for the blessing location also as well? Are you thankful practically for the church? Not just the buildings, but also the believers. Do you look forward with joy to congregate with others with the same uh, residency? How many of you guys, when you guys travel sometimes, when you go to a really foreign land, where no one speaks the same language as you do, you can't even speak the language. When you finally see someone in the airport with that little blue passport, you get kind of excited. Anyone here? You know, it's about the U.S. passport, right? You're just kind of excited. Hey, there's another person here too, right? Uh, and then you kind of wait for luggage and you start speaking. And, oh, you speak English. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, I look Asian. But yeah, 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 I'm an American, right? That kind of thing. Same way, right? Maybe praise the Lord for the blessing place also as well. Let's go to point number four. Uh, we praise God for the blessing location, but point number four, let's praise God for the blessing agent. Okay? In the end of verses three, it says, in Christ. Point number four is only based upon two words, in Christ. We should realize the way we could have all these blessings, the blessing of having God the Father, the blessing of what? Of having a spiritual blessing from God, the blessing that we have of even the right to go to heaven, 
and even be associated with God's heavenly kingdom even here on earth. The privilege of being his, what, ambassador to lost and dying world, to a world that are sinners and yet we want to share God's grace because we want people to be saved to go to heaven. All that privilege is possible through who? Through Jesus Christ, okay? How can we have all these blessings? Let me say this again, by being in Christ. But how are we in Christ? Is we believe, okay? It's not by doing all these good works so that we could have Christ and therefore uh, we could have these blessings. But the order is reverse. It's by trusting in Him, believing He's given us all those things. It's by grace. It's free. And therefore, we are able to, what? Live it out. I think I said this last week. For us, oftentimes when we hear the word free, we often think what? It is cheap, right? Often when we hear the word free, we often think it is cheap. But the two are not synonymous, okay? I want my freedom. Yeah, our freedom. Even analogously, politically, right? Uh, freedoms we have is often paid by what? The price of people's limbs and bodies part, okay? I don't want to get political with that, right? Of any country, okay? Any country. I remember being in the Marines. I feel like it's universal. Marine. Yeah, when I was in the military. Yeah, when I was in the Marines. Okay, good. Okay, when I was in the military. Even when we trained with Russians. We're like the third um, Marine Corps unit ever trained with Russians. Yeah, but when we sit down together after all the training, no matter what culture, when we talk about guys dying, man, even the Russians, even though, you know, it's just a camaraderie, I think, of all that, right? Mm. When they listen to stories, man, when, we tell st- when guys tell stories of guys wounded, man, they're visibly moved. Ukrainians, Russians, this is like... This is a long time ago, because Russia and Ukraine didn't get along after, after my time, okay? Uh, or after, yeah, that time. But all that, right? Everyone could train, right? With any cross-culture. Once after all the training's done, when it's come time to sit around the fire or sit around to talk, man, no matter what, those guys are moved. The ideas of sacrifice. It, is, it transcends politics, right? It's never free. It comes with a costly grace. And I think they understand that. Besides the politics, okay? Politics comes out the window. Same thing. Our freedom in Christ comes with what costs? Jesus Christ dying, okay? Let me say with everything I said, does not mean the United States is always right. But with Christ is different. He was fully righteous. He died on the cross to save us from our sins. So in light of this, Christ is the key to receive all these blessings. Have you trusted in Him? Maybe our Christianity, we view God more than a vending machine. Some people see God as a vending machine. And what I mean by that is this. You go to God only to get what you want. You give your due, maybe put a quarter in the offering basket, and then you get blessing from God, okay? That's not the way it would work. The way we get up with God is we trust in Him first and believe He gives us grace. Go to God first and trust in Him. And don't forget the biggest blessing is actually God Himself. In ending... I just want to mention that I remember when I first came back from Iraq, uh, watching TV uh, in 2003 when I was a younger guy. Uh, I remember seeing this TV show on ABC. It was like a reality TV show where they went and they fixed people's house. They fixed people's house. In seven days, they remodeled people's house. So I remember watching this you know, TV show in 2004, okay, where they actually went to this family. It was basically a soldier that reservists. He had his own business, so he had a really nice house. But then when he was called active duty, what happened to his income? His company, because he was a small business, his, his company ceased to exist, and he couldn't pay the mortgage, nor was he in the middle of renovating this house. It was just stopped halfway. So then ABC, the, the crew for this TV show, thought, oh, you know what? We're going to go to his family. 
and they built this guy's house, fix it all up, okay? And I love the, you know, you guys, have you guys seen this before? Maybe the TV show, right? So they send the family, right? Okay, Josh, right? They send the family to where? Because they're ABC owns by Disney. They send them to Disney World because it's advertising, right? For Disneyland, right? They send them for seven days in the hotel. The kids are happy, excited, right? But they did not tell. So they went over, they built a house, right? And there was drama, like they were trying to build it and make it all nice. They were building everything that what they want, okay? So the day finally came, seven days later, they came back, you know, they came in the limo. They came in the limo and they had a block with like a, I think a, a, a what do you call that thing? Um, like a bus block and they moved the bus and all the neighbor cheers like, hey, and they're like, whoa, the house looks so nice, okay? They went to each room, right? The, the wife wanted the, like, the perfect kitchen with even the uh, kitchen top a certain way with a nice set. And she was like, whoa, you actually built this, okay? Uh, then while she was going, then the kids saw their rooms. And the little girl wanted like a candy dispenser. And they had like this perfect thing where you could dispense candy all the time. And the mom was like, well, I think we need to change some things, okay, after, after this whole thing over. Because, you know, obviously she's thinking about the kids. It's going to get, what, <laughs> too much sugar, okay? Then they went over the backyard. And the backyard, and they're from LA, uh, like California area, like Northern California or whatever. The, the boys really are big fans of the Dodgers, okay? So then when they went back there, they built a little diamond, like, I guess to the uh, uh, replica of the Dodgers field, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all excited. And then there's like the Dodger famous coach there, right? Uh, or the manager there. And then there's uh, people, uh, some of the baseball players, signing autographs. They're so excited. They have like, you know, their like, uh, outfit and everything else. And then they saw a guy, right? A guy with a baseball cap. Unbeknown all this time that was going on, they actually brought the guy back from uh, his deployment in Iraq, okay? So that their biggest surprise would be what? The dad. So they're all excited, you know, the boys with the baseball bat and everything else. But then when they saw that the guy with a hat, you know, pretending to be one of the workers, right, pretending to put things away, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? What, what are you getting in front of the camera? And then they discover who is that? It was the dad. Now, the boys at that moment, do you think they're at that moment, they're like, oh, baseball bat, yay, or with autograph. You know what they did? Were they holding on to that? No, they're letting it go. And run. Do you think at the time that the, the, the wife is thinking about, oh, the nice kitchen top, I'm going to cook this. No. Do you think the little girl has the moment like, you know, oh, hi, let me go get some more candies. Uh, do you think that the, the, she's thinking about jawbreakers at that moment? No. They ran to what? Their dad. And at that moment, the host of the show, do you think it was all about them at the moment? Yeah, they're like egotistical. They're building everything. It's all about them. At that moment, all of them what? They're all crying. They're all walking away so that the center will be what? The dad. When you look at Ephesians 1.3, when it says, Blessed be the God of our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you catch the priority? Does it talk about the Father first or does it talk about the blessing from the Father? God. It talks about God the Father first. May it be that we see that the best blessing of all, all those things are great, all those extra things are wonderful in life, but may we never be that we see God only as a vending machine, only the source of getting what we want. But see that the greatest gift of all is a relationship with God the Father. How is that possible? By Christ dying for us. To die for our sins so that God would not judge our sin, but now see us as righteous because of Christ dying for our sins. And therefore, that when we see Him in the heavenly places, we will long for Him more than all the worldly blessing that we have been given. Let's turn to Him. Let's close in a word of prayer. Our Father God, thank you, Lord, for the blessing that you've given us. May we see all this and not just be seeing this as academic, but move us to thank you, to praise you, and to bless you with our words and with our heart, to love you. Lord, if anyone here has not trusted in you, may you move them 
you see the beauty of your love for us? The beauty of God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Help us, those that believe, to be renewed by this, that it impact our week, that we live with joy, we live with peace, we live with just the all of who you are, that we be stable mentally, and even when the world around us is difficult, we have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Make sure you guys greet one another. Um.